Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. Your life keep messing up and keep going out of control. There's a reason for it going out of control. 
The Bible declares that the curse causeless shall not come. The curse causeless shall not come. Bad things are not going to come just because. There's a reason for it. It's something that you've done, some law that you've broken, something that you've done that allowed that devil to come at you. And not only that, but it could be some things that your family done for three and four generations before that. There are generational curses that are out there. So you could be living your best life, and then next thing you know, something come in. You wonder, where did it come from? I didn't do anything. It could be because you're fighting your daddy's demons. All right, let's keep going. So therefore, we need to use some insight. That's what we pray. God, open my eyes so that I might see the wondrous works of your law or the wonderful works of your scriptures. The Bible talks about all scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament. So don't say I don't need the Old Testament. Yes, you do. You can learn from the Old Testament. The New Testament, we know we live by. Amen? But the Bible says, Ms. King, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Did you hear that? The scripture makes us realize what's wrong in our life. If the devil can get you out your Bible and stop reading your word, you won't realize what's wrong with your life. You continue to do the same old thing, breaking the same old laws. You know, it would be crazy for you to go down Goodman every day. You know the police sit right down in that little hollow. And every day you go down through there, you get a ticket. Come on, how many more days you going to get this ticket? I mean, when are you going to get some sense? When are you going to say, wait a minute, something must be wrong? You know what? I know he's down there. Some of you right now know where he said it, and when you get ready to go down to that, you ease up off the, off the, off the pellet because you know he's sitting around there somewhere. So what happens with our life when we won't raise up off the pellet? What is wrong with you that you won't pull back, that you won't repent? You see things going, your ends are never meeting, things are not coming in order, things are not coming in alignment, something is going wrong. So what we've got to do is figure out, and the only way we're going to figure this out, we've got to go to the scriptures. The scriptures are the foundation. God has laid a foundation for this life and for what's going on. Today in our world, we see everything seem like it's being turned upside down. Families are being torn apart, divorce rates are high. People are committing suicide. Depression is everywhere. Our children are rebellion. Our marriages are falling apart. Something is going wrong. And God asked this question, if the foundation be destroyed, what are the righteous to do? I'm not expecting anything from the sinners in the world. But there's something that the righteous should be able to do. God told us to occupy till he comes. Occupy means to be in control until he comes back. We are an occupying authority. We have the legal right to be here until Christ comes back. So therefore, God said, if the foundation is being destroyed that God put in place, what are the righteous going to do? What are we going to do? What are you going to What are you prepared to do? I watched a movie once called The Untouchables, Elliot Ness. Uh, he had this guy with him, and his was his sidekick. He was really, really good. But when they, Al Capone them, shot him and killed him, he grabbed Elliot Ness in the collar and told him, looked him in the face, blood and everything, what are you prepared to do? And that made Elliot pull out something that was deep down inside of him. And he dealt with Al Capone and finally took him down. I ask you, what are you prepared to do? The foundation is being destroyed. What are you prepared to do? 
my job as a pastor is to show you what God called us to do in this church. You know what? This is the only thing I've got to live by. There's nothing else strong. There's nothing else matters to me. There's nothing else more important. I can let go of the business. I can let go of it, but I can't let go of this because this is all I got. This is it. This is my way out. There's no other way for me. So I've got to believe and I've got to trust in this. And it has transformed my life. I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man right now. Even though the devil tried to curse some stuff, I'm still blessed. I am highly favored. Amen. To have a son at 16 talking about he want to come and repent before the church, I thank God for that. That helped me a lot. That helped me a lot. He may make some more mistakes. I pray that he don't make any more mistakes. At 16, he probably might make a few more. But the fact that he knows that he has to stand before people and give an account says a whole lot to me. Amen? So the scriptures are the foundation. We see the, the basic foundation is God. Okay? If God is out of it, we don't stand a chance. If we start trying to live our life without God, we don't stand a chance. If you try to have your marriage without God, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Okay? So if you're trying to go to school without God, it's not going to work. Whatever you do without God, it's not going to work. Amen? Then God gave marriage or a male and female. And he wanted us to be together and to be able to love one another as Christ loved the church. And I'll get into that later. Then he gave us children. This is the actual foundation for this world, for what God wanted to do. Because God wanted some seed. He wanted somebody to run this earth for him. And that's how he got it. A man and a woman get together to have children. Okay? Again, let me give you the example that I gave before. Uh, you come up here, Brother Alvin. Stand right here. Miss Harris, you come and stand right here. I'm going to change it around a little bit so, so that I won't be giving your husband away. All right, brother, come up, come up, stand right here. All right, you're going to be the children, okay? All right, turn around and face them, okay? All right, now, I stand in here in the stand when God Christ said, this is the foundation. God, man, woman, and children. The children are the heritage of the Lord. God wants this as his reward. For blessing you guys, this is God's reward. We mess up when we take this for ourselves. And we don't ever release them back to God. They get in all kinds of trouble, and we become the Messiah, the Savior. At some point, you got to give them back to God and trust God with them. Because they are too big for you to handle. The biggest problem I see mothers doing today, I watch it in my own wife, is letting go. It's hard for a mom to let go. And you're going to have to find it in yourself to let go. You say you believe in God, you say you trust in God, then let go. Put them on let go. <laughs> this is the foundation that God has put in place. Now what the devil did he didn't destroy the foundation. He didn't, he didn't do that. All he did was move things around. Jerry is a father. He twisted it. He didn't have to destroy it. He just twisted it. He took things out of order. And since it is out of order, it cannot function. The proper function 
is messed up. Now you got the woman trying to tell God about the husband. You got the woman feel like she got she to gotta bring home the bacon. She got to fry it up in a pan. And then she got to try to give him some romance. He's at a point, as a man, I'm, you, you do it. I'm tired of you nagging. I'm tired of you talking. You, you know, you do it. You go home. You do it. I, he just want to come home, get the remote control now, and just watch the TV and just leave me alone. And the poor kid just go over there and just spin around. Just come on, just spin around. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. And can't nobody stop. What, what, what's wrong with your child? I don't know. All because he switched something. He switched something. He messed up the, the sequence. Now she's all hard and everything, trying to be the band. And, and he's all soft. And the poor kid don't know which direction to go in. He don't know if male, female, whatever. He just don't know. Because the devil switched stuff around. And, and he switched the roles up so much now that the identity is struggling. So now the woman trying to be all hard. She got to go to work. She got to do this. She got to fight for women's rights. She got to fight for women's live. She got to be the man. But God didn't design her that way. He did not design her that way. And he didn't design the man to be simple-minded and easy, wishy-washy, can't make a decision. I don't know what you think. You know, should we go this is going to eat over here tonight or we're going to eat over there tonight? You know, what you going to pay the bill or what you going to What? And the kids watching this. They watching all this confusion. And they feel like they're left to themselves because there's no direction. This is what the state is in now. That's why you got so many now kids growing up struggling with their identity. They don't know if they want to be male or female. Why? Because it's out of order. When they look at the order, the devil has messed up everything. He don't know you're, in a, you're a male, but you're in a woman's spot. You're a female, but you're in a man's spot. This is what's happening in society. This is what's going wrong. Our foundation is being destroyed. So what are the righteous to do? The righteous is to go back to the scriptures and say, let me get things in order. You give that man back his spot. You take your position. It's going to be up for the righteous to do because the world is not going to do it. The righteous are going to have to make a decision. The church is going to have to make a decision to stand for it. Give the man back his authority. You know your place. Whoa. I told you all that last week. Y'all looked at me crazy. A friend of mine told, uh, in front of his wife told me, he said, I said, well, what about her? What's she going to do? She, he said, she know her place. And when I said that last week, all y'all did, did this. Look, you better know your place. Miss King, do you know your place? And you ain't offended by, you know, you're not offended by me saying it, are you? Because she know her place. Her place is right here beside me. She know her place. I've got to know my place. My place is right here beside God. And therefore, we can keep the children in their place. We've got to do something as a church. We've got to make this thing right. God, please make it right. God, please. God said, what? I gave you all power and authority. Moses was out there, the children, and Pharaoh on this side, the water on this side, mountains on this side. And he said, oh, God. God said, why are you calling on me? 
Stretch forth the rod that is in thine hand. You do something with the power I gave you. We've got to do something to our family. We've got to get back in alignment. And it has to be submission. That's why the Bible says, submitting yourself one to another. You see, she just submitted to him by giving him back his position. She ain't fighting him about wanting to be the head. She feel more comfortable in this position. He feel more comfortable in this position. Because when she have a need, she tell him. And he, if he don't have it, he tell him. Y'all just sit down. Thank you. Get him a hand. So what, what, what I've got to do now is get back to telling you what the role is now for everybody. I've got to show you what the scripture has to say so that you know now when you get back in your position what to expect. So I'm dealing with the role of the man. Watch this. Miss King. For the man, for the first man didn't come from woman, but the first woman came from man. And man was not made for woman, but woman was made for man. Now, don't get offended by that. Man wasn't made for you. You were made for the man. So stop tripping. Stop trying to tell him. Stop trying to make you a man. God didn't create you to do that. He created you for him. I got to find me a man. No, that man got to find you. He that finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. You got to twist it because you're looking for you a man. You think you got to find your man. That's why you got to go all dressed up and your bosom's all out and your dress all up and everything's tight, skin tight. Show some class. Not your, you know, you've got to be a lady. Young women, please. A man is on, he's in search of. There's something inside of him that is drawn to you by nature. And when you go all out your way to try to be this and try to be that, you're confused, and then all he sees is what you're advertising. And when you advertise anybody in marketing, no, if you advertise, you want business. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, let him see your beauty. Let him know that you can think. Mm-hmm. Let him know you have some standards. No, no, you can't hit this. What, well, like a slot machine or something? Don't pull on this. You don't pull on me. My mama gave me a name. My daddy, they thought about my name. They gave me a name, and it didn't start with a B. We lost it all, and we're seeing it happen, and we won't do nothing. That's the, that's the most condemning part. The church won't do nothing. We can't tell you that's wrong being a homosexual. It is wrong. And I'm not condemning you. You're just confused. And what you've got to do is get back to the foundation and find out what God created you to be and how he created you so that you can fight. You've got to fight just like there's some drunkards beside you. There's some prostitutes, some homosexuals, some, some everything in here. And we can't condemn nobody because all of us need the blood. Amen. Let's keep going. This is the proper order or the role that God has set in place. Male or female, married or whatever, I understand it. I'm going to get to your role in the, in the process. 
But what I want to do is start with the male role and be able to show some of the things that the male must do. That male man has some responsibility. Miss Tammy. The man's role. Role of a man in a family included the following functions. A protector, a provider, a leader, a teacher. Right. Now, hold on. Now, now of course, we know this is the proper order. I gave you that a while ago. God, his wife, his family, his work, and his church. I'll deal with that in a minute. But what God is saying right here, a protector, a provider, a leader, or a teacher, there's some other things that go along with it. But these are the basic things that God wants you to provide. Now, man, every man in here is in you. Even if you've just been born and you hold a mama might be holding on, it's in you. As a male, you have these inherited rights from God. God created you in his image and in his likeness. God created you as a male. He wants you to have dominion. He wants you to be a protector, a provider, a leader, a teacher. It's in you because it's in God. So you got this from God. So you can stand up and you can be bold. You can be this man that God needs you to be. You can be the man of God. The problem comes in is when you don't see yourself. And you start looking at yourself and all the stuff that you went through in life and all the inadequacies that you have faced. And you start feeling down yourself because your daddy wasn't a good example. Now you want to use that as an excuse not to be a good example. You are without excuse, old man. Because you feel like you can't be the protector, the provider, the leader. You can't do this. You can't do this. God said, it is not good that man should be alone. When Adam realized there was something missing in him, he didn't even realize it. He just knew he wasn't meeting the, meeting the standard. And God said, it's not good that you should be alone. You can't see yourself, Adam. You messed up and don't even know you messed up. He said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to make a help meet for you. So he reached into Adam and pulled out his rib and said, now face yourself. And what she's going to do is tell you what you've been missing. Sometimes you need to look in the mirror. My best mirror, not only this word of God, but this one right here. She's able to tell me what's wrong with me. And I can't get mad at you nagging. You didn't. No, she sees some potential in me that I'm not reaching, so she has to speak to that potential. And I have a choice to rise up and be the man that I need to be, or I got to be able to whimp away. And I'm no wimp. She want to do this, she needs this, she needs that. And she tell me, well, I need this, I need that. Guess what? I've got to rise to the occasion because it's in me. I didn't know it was in me, but she saw something in me. That's why God took her out of me so she can look back at me and I can see my reflection and say, you know what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be a good man. I can walk upright. I can tell a woman no. There was a time when I would let her tell no. Now I can tell you, no, I don't want you. Amen. I got my own wife. Let every, every man have his own wife and every wife her own husband. You can do it. Young men, you can be, you can, you can be the, the husband of one. Yes, you can. Quit shaking your head. Yes, you can. Straight, look straight ahead and don't do that no more. All right? Young guy back there saying, no, 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 no. Yes, you can. You can have one woman. One woman. God created and designed you to be one woman. In the beginning, that's how he designed it. Israel, Jewish people messed up. They felt like in their custom that they could have as many wives as they could perform or they could have or they could manage or they could afford. But it was not that in the beginning. God made Adam and Eve, not ease. One woman to one man. In the beginning, that's how it was. We got so far off that the world tells us that you can have as many women as you can afford. And right now, you can't afford none. 
It's a sad day when your woman had to buy you a PlayStation. <laughs> you the protector and the provider. And you spend all your time on a PlayStation? What's wrong with our, our society is that mamas ain't let go, and mamas raise these boys that's supposed to be men, and guess what? They men, and you still treat them like boys. You going to go to your mama and tell your mama how your wife treating you? No, that's in-law that you're about to make an outlaw. You the man, handle your business in your house. Pray to God. Talk to God. I'm sorry I got loud. If we're going to get this foundation repaired, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some work. Men got to know who they are. The woman has to know who she is. She got to know her place. And the man got to know his place. And then the children will have to be kept from him. All right, I got a lot to give you. All right, this is what God said that when he saw that Adam didn't realize his potential. And man, listen to me. You really don't know your potential. But if you got a good woman, she can see inside of you. She can see some stuff laying dormant in you that you can't see. My wife first met me, she said she really liked me because I was trying to invent something. I remember what it was, too. I ain't going to tell you about it. It was kind of crazy. Now. But I just I couldn't settle with what I had. And she saw that in me, and she was drawn to my potential. So now, I would be crazy to cut her off from what she saw. She believed in me, and she when I told her I wanted to quit my job, she said, okay, go. When it was time for her to quit her job, I said, okay, cool. Because I was out there then, trusting and believing God. I realized that if she had a need that I couldn't fulfill, I had to go to God. Don't leave her in need. She should have to go to God because something she needs. She needs her light be a paid, so she got to go to God. No, she come to me. I'm the man. So if I need to go work two jobs, I'll do it. No, don't you call mom and daddy and tell them that you need a light be a paid. For this cause, should a man leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife? You cleave to me, baby. I got you. Don't ask mama and daddy them to pay your life bill. I'm the man. Every time they step in for you, it decreases your value. That's why some men ain't worth nothing to a woman no more. You lost value. What she saw in you, she no longer sees. And now you're struggling with who you are. All right. Let's keep moving because y'all real quiet. So what do men want? I ain't asking Steve Harvey nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're on your third go round, you want to tell somebody something. I know y'all get mad at me when I say that, but hey, that, it is what it is. All right? <laughs> He's doing it because of them dollars. I'm telling you because I want you to live better. So I asked a question. We had a men's breakfast yesterday. Thank God for the men's breakfast. The men came out. We had a great time. Brother Sean Cook told down. Made some grits that I ain't ate on like grits in a long time. I got me two spoonfuls of it. Amen. <laughs> so I thank God for the men to come out. But I asked the question, our brother Tim was facilitating, and I say, you know, I want to know what do men want because I'm going to tell the women because we'll never let our guard down. Sometimes, you know, we got this ego thing, y'all, and we can't tell y'all that we got a sensitive side because y'all going to think we weak. And you're going to want to walk on us. 
And then when you have to rise up, then you're going to be mad. It's going to be a throwdown right there because you don't want to give up, and we ain't going to give in. So it becomes messy. So I told them, I said, y'all tell me, and then I'm going to tell them. So when the first thing they said was intimacy, I said, what? Y'all too sensitive. But again, they begin to talk about the intimacy part and what they saw. One gentleman said, one guy said, he said, I want you to be intimate. See? <laughs> I really want you to be intimate. I really want you to really get to know me. I really want you to get inside. I really want you to feel me, to understand me. And know that when I'm, when I'm weak, I still can be strong. When I tell you my fears, my doubts, my insufficiency, my shortcomings, you won't shoot me down. You're so into me that you're going to believe in me. So when they begin to talk about this, I begin to jot things down. Now I told them, I said, I'm going to put all this on the screen so that y'all know it. So this is what we got from our men's breakfast. Intimacy. They want openness. A man really want to be open with you. He really want to be able to tell you some stuff that he, be, that he feel like all somebody can tell is one of his partners. But there's no relationship that's stronger than the husband and the wife. So why should I feel like I've got to neglect you and go to my partner and tell him something that I can't tell you? Something is wrong. There's no trust there. I've got to be open. I won't open it. I won't be able to tell you something, and then you won't look down on me about it. I won't be able to tell you my secrets, and you won't look crazy at me. I want to tell you what's really bothering me, and then you won't, you won't be mad at me. I want to be open with you. I want to be so open that I can tell you I want a clean house. I want to be open enough that I can tell you why you can't, why you can't sweep the floor, why you can't wash some of these dirty clothes. I want to be open enough with you. Uh-huh. You, you see how they, they're getting there? I want to be open enough with you and just tell you some stuff about that's bothering me on the inside that I've been telling my partner about and we talk about but we can't say nothing else about it. It can't go no farther than us. Well, I should be able to tell you. Why can't you cook me some breakfast? Why can't you cook more? You're talking about I'm getting a belly fat. Well, heck, all that stuff I'm eating outside of these fast food, if you would cook every day, it might go away. Can we be open? Oh, y'all quiet now. Women, clap your hands. Just, just, just clap your hands, okay? You see, sex was on down the road. They were talking about open oneness. They weren't talking about sex. Intimacy is not sex. Man want to be open. If I don't like the way you dress, then I'd be able to tell you, no, nah, they don't fit you in all the right areas. What do you mean? What's wrong with this? <laughs> Nothing, baby. You're making a lie out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And no, he don't want no canned biscuits. <laughs> Remember where, where he went from whence he came. Mama set the standard. Mama cooked some biscuits. Mama did this. Mama did that. Mama did. And when he married you, he was really married his mama. Don't you get mad because you treated him like you was his son, like he was your son? Mm-hmm. Baby, I do this for you. Yeah, this, 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 this. You treated him like that. You get your car and drive it. Mm-hmm. You put gas in it. You buy his clothes. 
You do that. I ain't saying all that wrong. I'm not saying you treat him like that, like that. And then when you try to forget your role and you step outside your role, then he reminds you, you ain't my mama. Now you mad. Every man really judges you by his mama. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I'm going to go back to this side. <laughs> but a man wants intimacy. He wants openness. He wants oneness. He wants to be one with you. Be on the same page. He's tired of arguing with you. That's why he can't make up his mind what he want to eat. Because you don't know what you want. And now, let's go this. I don't know if I want that. We didn't get here. We just drove two hours to get to this place. And now you don't know what you want. In the old days, a man would have some dignity. And he would say, he said, we're having this and we're having that. He even picked out what they were going to eat that night. You better not try that today. No, 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 no. No, I'm going to pick the menu because I'm going to eat what I want you to eat. You know, because if I don't like what I got, I'm going to eat yours. <laughs> Men, we got to step back up. And I know we're going to miss the mark. And women, you got to let us miss it. Don't condemn us when we miss it. Give us a chance to miss it. Amen? Be into me. See? You know I'm trying. I made a step. And I'm not sure about this step, but let me make it. Force me to make it. Make a move. Baby, do it. Decide. You know, where are we going tonight? Going to McDonald's? Okay, great. And you said the menu ain't changed in 30 years, but you try to figure out what you're going to get. <laughs> ain't nothing on there you want. But guess what? He made a decision. And thank him for making a decision. Baby, yeah, good. Next time, we, maybe we'll try Burger King. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Move him up the ladder. We need help. It's not good to leave me alone. My wife don't let me go shopping by myself. I come back with everything I would never wear. <laughs> Susan in the closet now. I don't like it no more. Why? Because I tried to pick it without her. Got back to the house. She said, ooh. And it just, it just destroyed everything. And I'm like, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> I need a help me. I need somebody who's going to tell me what I think is right and not get intimidated when she says no. Closeness. Closeness. Sound like all these things are entwined, and they really are. I want to be close. I want to get closer than most. I want to be so close to you that you'll tell me stuff that you've been talking to that girlfriend on the phone for the last three hours about. We do get jealous. We do get jealous. That's a jealousy a part of us because our God is a jealous God. We were created in the image, so there's some jealousy that is in us. So, yeah, we get jealous. When you start spending time with somebody and you ain't laughing with them, you be on the phone, ha, 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 here he comes. <laughs> really? You can laugh and you can joke and you can talk about it with them, but when I come in the room, it's like, really? But I want to be close, too. What y'all talking about? <laughs> And this is one what really got me. When men say they want to be appreciated, do you know why that your grass needs to be cut and he'll go down the street and cut this other woman's grass? Because she appreciated 
Oh, thank you so much. Well, you want to come in and get a glass of water? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you say he better not. He better not. But you ain't doing it. You ain't. When the last time you gave him a glass of water? They ain't talking about throwing it in his face. No, appreciation. He made a decision. It wasn't the right decision. But, baby, I appreciate you for trying. Baby, yeah, you made a mistake. I wouldn't have done it like that. But, baby, you tried. I appreciate you for trying. But let's see if we can pray about it. And let's see if we can turn this thing around. Rather than packing your bags up, I'm quitting. I'm leaving. I'm divorcing. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> really? 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 But I thought I was doing right. No, you weren't doing right. You should have asked me in the first place. Really? feel like we can't make a decision because we're not going to be appreciated. When was the last time you told your husband that you appreciate him? Single females, be careful when you start telling that man how much you appreciate him. You ain't married to him yet, but you know, you can stroke that ego. You can make him want you even more. Appreciate him. You date him, okay? He opened the door for you. Well, some brother now don't know how to open the door. They can do it with a click, click. That ain't how you open the door for a lady. You go around, you open her door, make sure she's in and secure, protector. Then you go around the car and you get in your side. You make sure she's buckled in. That's the law. Show her that you are a protector. You are a provider. Stop expecting to go, go. she's single, yeah. So why you going dull? You pay your own meals. Be the man. Don't invite a woman out if you can't take care of her. Well, I'm just playing safe. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be there. Well, why are you going out with me? Mm -hmm. You're going to take her out, and then she got to pay for her own meal. No, that's one of the brothers that you do that for. Hit her with some spit. And she might be used to it because she's been dating some crazy folks. But here you are. You have some sadness about yourself. No, no, baby, I got that. No, no, my mama told me, so look, yeah, baby, I didn't invite your mama out. I invited you out. Don't rob me of being the man. Don't do me that way. Don't make me less than who I am because your mama said that she, you need to pay your own way. I'm trying to demonstrate something to you what a real man is like. If I invite you to the movie, I'm paying for the movie. You want some popcorn? I got it. With extra bucks. And if I really know you well enough and you like that little old white stuff that they put on it, that little, uh, that little salt that they have and they don't have it, look, guess what? That season, I'll sneak some in because they don't sell it no more. <laughs> Baby, I got you. You talking about being blown away. See, men, y'all don't want to think no more. Y'all single men, y'all don't want to think. You didn't want to have a baby and then think that you starting a family. Baby, you ain't starting nothing. got to grow up and go back to some stuff and go back to men being men. we got to teach our young men what it's like to date a lady. Pastor, you don't know what these women like. Yes, I do. I see some of them. <laughs> and there's some messed up females out there. That's why you got to be careful. God was saying, that's why the Bible said, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. All these women don't qualify to be a wife. So don't lay down with them. My grandma be telling, boy, if you lay down with dogs, you're going to get up with fleas. So you got to be careful. There are a lot of women out there who identities have been destroyed. They don't know who they are. 
And all they see is a man with a potential. And to them, a potential is that you got a job. You got a job? Yeah, I marry you. Really? They don't even get to marry. Yeah, I give you some. I just want to see what you like. Really? We have gotten so far away from foundational truth that we don't know what's going on. And we're waiting on God to do something. All right. So appreciation, then they say it's sex. And they add on to it, and they start smiling and say makeup sex. Y'all don't know what that is. Then when we just got in an argument, we mad, and we don't talk around, walk around the house, they ain't talking to each other for two or three days, and all of a sudden somebody break the ice, and then you start talking back then, and then next time you, what, kids close your ears. And then you have what you call makeup sex. Me and say that's the that's the best part. It's wholesome. It's one. It's like we washed all this stuff away. We've forgiven each other. We're back in union again. We won again. Get back to that oneness. And it's so much better. Because you don't know it, but men really don't like it when you're not talking. No, we wish that you shut up sometimes, but we really don't like it when you're not talking. All right. So that silent treatment gets to us just as much as it gets to you. But we'll try to sound, we'll try to drown out the silence with, with, with the game or with TV or go out and watch the car or whatever. But all while we're out there, we still got our mind on something that ain't right in my house. And we want to fix it just as bad as you do. Now, sometimes we'll fix it with sex, but. But the issue's still there, and at some point, we got to still talk about it. we got to have some oneness. we got to have some openness. Baby, what really happened? Baby, what, 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 what I'm really thinking is that, I, is that when, when my wife decides she wants to quit her job, I never did tell her I was mad at her for quitting her job. I was mad because I said, okay. <laughs> and I had a conversation with Seth. Seth, what were you thinking? And Seth said... <laughs> You saw that other dude do it, and you did it what he did. And then I got mad at the other preacher. So what you have to do is, is be able to, when you, when, you, when you find out you made a mistake, because she's your mate, your help me, baby, I made a mistake. You know, I heard Pastor King talking about that Miss King didn't have to work, and I didn't want you to work. But, baby, these bills killing me. <laughs> Can you just help me out? for maybe a year or two until we can get some of these things paid off. I'm not going to charge nothing else. All right? Let's just pay these off, and then when we get to a certain point, then maybe then you don't have to work no more. Now, now let's try it for two years, or maybe three. You know, <laughs> negotiate. But bring her in. Let her know you have a plan. If God created this earth with a plan, you were created in the image of God. Don't you think you need one? She can follow your plan as long as she knows what it's all about. Baby, I want to get us out of debt. Can you work a little bit to help me? I don't plan on you doing it forever because I know you don't really want to do this forever, but, but please don't get caught up in you being the boss when you start bringing in the money. So even if you bring in more than I bring in, you know you bring in for this reason. So don't get so caught up in thinking that because you're making more money than I am, now you're the man. Stay in your position. Know your place. All right, connection has to become one. 
Men want to be so connected to you as we are just one. And sometimes we, when, we, when you do that sex part, it truly makes you one. That's why when we can't connect with you, we want to be one. And then she over here, she appreciate me. She tell me all these good things that I've done. And you mad at me. I just want to connect. And now here she is. She come to the door in her best outfit. You come to the door. <laughs> You're making me make a choice. I look at this. Now look at this. Nature begins to take over. Right or wrong? Guess what? As a man, we mission-minded. We look at what we want, not looking at the price tag. I take my wife, I tell my wife, I tell my wife, woman, I, my, my wife, I'm tired of you going shopping and spending all this money. I'm going with you. And I would go with her. We were looking at some, some furniture and stuff like that, and I'm the man. No, we ain't getting that. We getting this. She was going to spend, what, three, four hundred dollars? I spent three, four thousand. I said, I ain't going with you no more. Getting out of my, my, my drive takes over, my mission takes over, because I want her to have the best. And I don't even look at the price tag, because they look better, they set better, they feel better, and she liked it better. But if I wasn't with her, she would have stuck with that. So I don't go shopping with her no more. I just drive the chariot. I wait on the outside till she come out. All right? Anyway, you got to find out that one is that closest what you got, what you're getting into. Okay? And you got to teach your kids the same thing. One reason why I wanted Jordan to come in here today and apologize because I want to teach him what it's like to be a man. Take some responsibility. I could have came here and apologized. Mom could have been right by my side. But ain't nothing like you said. She said, Daddy, I am so scared. I said, that's it. You made a decision. Stand up and face your fear. Stand before these people and apologize to them. Some of y'all might say, it wasn't all that. Yes, it was. He's stepping into manhood. He's trying to find out what it's like to be a man. And I can't rob him of that. You make a mistake, you stand up to it. I wasn't intimidated by him standing over there beside his mama because that's where he should be staying. He's still in order. Mama's standing by my side. He's going to come and take his position? No, it ain't that time yet. That time only comes without a marriage ceremony when that man steps aside and says, here's my daughter. And then you stand in that position. Until then, he stays in his position. And he might not have a long speech, but he apologized. He got it off his chest. Now when you see him hit his chest, you know what he's talking about. I got it off. I'm the man. All right, real quick. And we talked about some other things. I'm going to try to give you these right. What do, men, uh, what do men want? Spiritual maturity. Oh, spiritual maturity. He wants that from you, ladies. Spiritual maturity is making a choice to live by God's viewpoint rather than your own. You don't understand, do you? Honesty is what it wants. It goes along with that spiritual and being honest, speaking the truth. So let me break it down to you what we were saying. Spiritual maturity allows him to tell you the truth about his feelings without you becoming argumentative. Baby. Got some weaknesses. 
ain't messing with the women, but I just like looking at them. Oh, see that? Mmm. <laughs> Listen, ladies, I know it's hard, but you have to put emotions in check to grow up spiritually. Now, all of us got some growth to do. But a man looking for that, and I told him, man, we're talking about it. Don't go home and try this. Because some of the men are like figuring out how they're going to say it. And I said, no, don't do that now. We're just talking. Don't go home and try this at home. Don't do that. Don't, not yet. Hold on. So spiritual maturity means that he can tell you the truth about his feelings without you becoming argumentative. Baby, I just don't like it how, 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 you, how you won't even fight the thought for me. Come on. <laughs> Baby, just fight. Can, we, can you feel the thought? Come on. I buy socks, but I only got one sock. <laughs> I just need to know if you can, can we agree on this little something? Can you whoop the sock, mom? <laughs> I got two socks. I got a pair. I got two of them, one for each foot, baby. Why I can't find but one? I got to go out with Mitch Mac socks. Every time you wash, I never get my socks back. <laughs> I got a drawer full of socks and none of them match. Baby, where's the monster? Can you kill him? Don't be argumentative. Don't fight me over the sock monkey. Just find out where he's at and kill it. He's eating up my sock. Baby, I only got one left. And it was my favorite sock. Everybody complimented me on these socks. Now I only got one. Don't argue with me about it, baby. Well, you wash your own clothes then. All you have to do is go in there and push this button, put this wash in there, and you can wash your own clothes. You can fold them up. You only have to worry about the sock mom. No, baby. I just need you to fight it. Not me. Fight the sock monster. You understand? You understand? Some stuff you can fix without an argument. To you, it don't mean nothing. Go buy you another pair. Say, no, baby, I like that pair. Everybody complimented me on that pair. Now I only got one. All right, so spiritual maturity allows him to be honest about his weakness. Baby, I, I just want you to know that I feel vulnerable sometimes. And, and, and I don't feel like I'm doing enough for my family. I, I want to be more, I want to do more, but baby, I'm weak in some areas. Baby, you know how you, you, you come to bed and the lights be all off and, you know, and your hair be in this big old bun. You got all this stuff around your head and your pajamas and all that stuff on. Baby, I'm weak. Well, how you get weak? Baby, I was looking at, watch this. I was looking at some pornography. Here you go again. Did you hear that? <laughs> right there, the man grabbed back up in that corner and said, I ain't finna touch this one now. So we can't be honest, can't be open, can't tell you about my weakness. If you got a problem with pornography, you ought to be able to talk to your wife about it. You ought to be able to confess your faults one to another. I can't go ahead and tell my partner about it because he's going to probably say, oh, man, I watch it too. <laughs> man, this girl name right here, man, go look her up when you get to the house. You can't trust your partner. You should be able to trust this partner. So spiritual maturity from you helps me to grow up. Baby, I need you to hold me accountable. Baby, when you see me in there on that computer, go in there and sit down and watch it with me. 
You see me on my phone, just pull my phone down and look at it. See what I'm looking at. Help me out. Put me in check. <laughs> yeah. Count on your weakness. So that y'all can come up with a plan, a solution to help. God already see you. He know you. He watching everything you do. Uh, spiritual maturity is you trusting God to fix it and not you trying to fix it. Stop trying to fix me, baby. Let God fix me. You pray, you pray, you tell God on me. And let God fix me. You can't make you a man. God did that. God made man in his own image. You can't make me. You want to see a man rise up even if he's weak. You keep, you keep putting that pressure on him. You keep putting that pressure. He's going to rise up, and you might end up running out that house. Stop trying to fix him. Stop fussing all the time. Stop trying to make him. God, you, well, pastor don't do like that. Now, don't bring me in your marriage. You follow me as I follow Christ, but you stay in, you stay in your position and realize that all I'm doing is just pointing you an example. I'm not trying to be your uh, husband to your wife or your girlfriend. Young folks, your man, your, your, your daddy's not around. Yeah, use me as an example. But you want to follow me as I follow Christ. If I get off, you stick back with Christ. Every young man needs a strong man of God to follow, not just a man. Michael Jordan, all of them, you don't know nothing about them. You call Michael Jordan up and see what happens. If you can find his number. You got a man of God in the church who's trying to walk up right before God, who's trying to love his wife, who's trying to discipline his children. You look at that and say, you know what? That's what I want to do. I want to be able to do that. So, women, don't try to fix your man. Pray for him. Pray for him. Because what we're going to see is nagging. No man want to be a, want to have a nagging wife. You got to go home. Oh, God, what you going to say now? You done had a hard day at work. He comes to the house. Well, where you been? Maybe I get off at 3.30. It's just 3.35. <laughs> phone rang. Who was that? Can't get a phone call. About your insecurity. Your immaturity. We got so far away from the foundation, we don't know what's true no more. Spiritual maturity helps you to get yourself together. You didn't hear that, Melissa. This came on behalf of the women. Get that mic in your hand. And just say this to all men. I got to get myself together. I got to get myself together. Mm -hmm. Oh, some of y'all women, y'all tripping. I just say, why? Why? Do you think you have it together? Then show some spiritual maturity and say, you know what? I got to get myself together. I can't be fixing you because I got to fix me. So you think you got it all together because you got a little job, you got a little money coming in, and you think you know something. 
You don't know nothing. You don't know what makes that man tick. You don't know what you've got at your disposal. You don't know how to handle yourself around a real man. You need to get yourself together. You keep trying to tell me, and all I'm looking at is you. Like, really? And as a man, he don't want to argue. We hate arguing with you, so we just shut up. And then you get so mad because we're going to say that, then you're going to go down and you're going to try to hit on him, push on him, push his head. Now, you don't hear nothing? You don't hear me talking to you? I know you hear me. Poor man just sitting there, Lord, help me. We can all take so much. And then when we rise up, you ready to show out. You're the weaker vessel. Father slam you and throw, throw you up against the rope a couple of times. You settle down. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> there are some women out there who want to fight. I'm like, what? We be, we you know what? I hit him so hard. I'm like, what? That's abuse. There are some men who are being abused. I know y'all laughing, but but there are some women who whoop men. Mama taught him not to hit a woman. And you took advantage of that, and you slapped him all side of the head. You're doing it. And if don't mess about if he's trying to hide himself in a beer bottle or something, he's drunk. Oh, you really go off then. You don't feel like you can hurt him. But somewhere inside that man, he's going into his cave. And he starts to drink the water. He starts to drink the water. He goes out there, and he starts to slap the water. If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the Breach Ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.